Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best. Damn. Nation. It's Wednesday. And you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. Uh, I got your boy, the Sultan of Spices, the King of the Kitchen. Some call him the Pastry Pimp, but we all know and love him, F Chef. Showtime! What's happening? What's good? How you guys doing today? Oh man! Oh man! We good, my brother. We had a hell of a a, a Monday night. We're gonna talk about that. In a few, Chef. Yes, we did. All right. It's good to have you have you this week. Uh, next, we have the entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. We call him the Renaissance Man. He is the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. LP is in the building. What's going on, everybody? Hopefully, everybody's doing better than I am right now, but we in here. Oh, man. Uh, LP is a little under the weather, y'all, so uh, many, many blessings and healing uh, energy going your way, my brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we have Mr. Boots to Asses. Uh, this man has two championship belts. He is the resident wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. He's your mama's favorite wrestler, and he can whoop your daddy ass. Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Yo, check this out, ladies and gentlemen, the Best Damn Crew. It's WrestleMania week. Happy, happy, happy WrestleMania week. We need to turn this energy up. Because we're about to find out how everything is going to come to a head with the bloodline, with Brock and Omas. We got a lot of things going on. But before we get to all that, before we get to all that, we got to do this. Because we don't, hold, we don't really do this much. And this man deserves to have an introduction. He is the captain, captain of the Best Damn Podcast. He is the head honcho. He is the chief, the tribal chief of the best damn wrestling podcast. And he's got us excited about WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Renegade. What, what damn it, sir? Thank you. Thank you for the you know, I, I love getting uh, some intros, you know what I'm saying, every once in a while. Make a brother feel good. Make a brother feel good. I appreciate that, Mr. Everything. Beautiful people. We are the best damn crew. We got a hell of a show for you. Uh, and you already know this is one of our favorite seasons. Uh, this is WrestleMania season. Fellas, we're getting close to the show. I want to go around the room and see what you guys are thinking about this show. Are you excited? Are you not? Um, and then we're going to break it down. So I just want to see, are you guys excited for this WrestleMania? And do you think this WrestleMania will live up to WrestleMania 38. Let me go, Chef 
Showtime. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to be a, a good WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome. I got just one match. I want to see Dom get beat on. I want to see Seth serve, curb stump, uh, Logan Paul. And I want to see Omos throw Brock Lesnar over the top rope. Oh, man. Uh, that sounds like a lot of action, sir. Uh, seems like Chef. Is ready. Uh, now I'm looking at the screen, man. Uh, before we get into the rest of the feathers, I see you got a picture up there uh, with the great KO. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I we went. I went to a meet and greet, and I met Kevin Owens, and I was trying to get a video, but they told me I needed a media release form with him signing <laughs> it, and that was too much, you know. But I found out what his favorite food is, though. What's the like food? a medium rare, a medium rare T-bone steak. Meat man, all right. Medium rare T-bone steak. Medium rare. Oh, I, I don't know about medium rare, bro. Man, that's still bleeding. You know, it's, well, it's healthy. Cow still moving. Medium rare. Ugh, you got to be almost a serial killer to medium rare. You know. <laughs> oh man but that's cool man we're gonna go get more into uh the ko story in a little bit chef uh lpz man are you excited about this wrestlemania and do you think this wrestlemania will stand up to wrestlemania 38 uh i'm trying to remember what even happened at wrestlemania 38 i don't think wrestlemania 38 was uh Memorable it, was pretty, it was a pretty big. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out of retirement. Vince McMahon had his essentially last match. Uh, it was a lot of stuff that happened in, in WrestleMania 38, man. Uh, and then, of course, you had the banger uh, with uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, and I believe, was it Becky Lynch on this one? Or was it? Yeah, it was Becky Lynch, wasn't it? At WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a it was a great show all the way around. I mean, uh, WrestleMania 38 was pretty good, but uh, you think that WrestleMania 39 will stand up to that? Uh if all the matches are good, I mean, they they pretty much got everything in place. I mean, I feel bad for my boy Bobby Lashley that uh, he ain't got nothing to do. They're gonna, I'm pretty sure he's gonna win that uh, <laughs> Andre the Giant Memorial Rumble for no reason. Um, you know. <laughs> It, I, I really hate that uh, they couldn't have put him somewhere else. But with the time frame, like I mean, what could they do? But yeah, other than that, I think I think it's going to be pretty um pretty deep. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a really good show, man, and uh, I'm excited about it, Mister Everything. What do you think about WrestleMania 39? Are you excited about this event? Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit more excited, mainly because, I mean, it is WrestleMania. How could you not be excited about WrestleMania? However, some of the matches are giving us WrestleMania vibes. Some of them aren't, but it only remains to be seen. I mean, we got a lot of storylines that's going to end and some storylines is going to begin. So I think that's where my assignment is, is where uh, what's going to happen on that Monday night the Monday after WrestleMania. What's going to happen to start new stories, 
uh, new champions. If we're going to have new champions, like what's going to happen? That's what I'm excited about. Man, I can uh, I can definitely uh, attest to that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into this past Monday, man, uh, on Monday Night Raw. This was the last Monday Night Raw uh, before the big event, WrestleMania. Uh, myself and Chef Showtime had a hell of a time, man. We went out there, uh, had some pretty good things, too. Um, and we were able to check out the entire event from start to finish. Uh, Phoenix has has the, the last two major events uh, where they came to Phoenix. They they've really been a catalyst into uh, the the larger program. So like this WrestleMania going, I mean, excuse me, this uh, Monday Night Raw going into WrestleMania, man, the Phoenix crowd really played a part uh, in in really telling the stories that are happening and unfolding in front of us. Uh, let me go back to Chef real quick, man, because you had a funny story uh, that you wanted to tell us about your boy KO, man. Um, tell us a little bit more about the meet and greet for KO. And, you know, to be honest with you, Chef, it looks like you're a little bit taller than Kevin Owens. I, I am, and I was I was shocked because when I when I walked up, I was walking up on him, and he started looking me up and down like he wanted to fight. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so, so I'm this stuff. Like, okay. When I got to you, like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's a little dude. <laughs> like, I thought he would be way bigger, but he's little. Is it? Wow. Yeah, I believe him, man. Uh, and you said his favorite dish was uh, the T-bone, right? Yeah, his favorite, his favorite food is the T-bone steak. Oh, yeah. It's some crazy stuff. I'm like, we got monsters. They was giving out, they was giving monsters out, man. This dude bit the top of the can open, like he got gator teeth. Are you talking about <laughs> the monster energy drinks? Yes. And he just bit. He just bit the can open. Pull, pull the cap back with his teeth. Straight pitbull style. Just bit the cap back. See, my teeth ain't that strong. I would have broke everything. I would have been talking to y'all gumming. <laughs> Don't think. Oh man, that's gangster right there. Kevin Owens is biting bottles in half, man, just to drink beer. Uh, I think that was a great experience that you had with Kevin Owens, man. Like I said, it looked like K KO was a, a little bit shorter than you, man. I think you could take KO. Jeff, what you think? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I can. You know, I do attack team Mr. Everything, but he missed everything against KO and Sami Zayn. I'll pay money to see that. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Let's do it. <laughs> I will pay money to see that jet. Oh, man. Uh, fellas, so it was a lot of stuff that went on. Um, I wanted you guys to check out a couple of clips that we uh, enjoyed while we were at the show, man. Uh, we, we had a lot. Let me go over to one of the matches that I thoroughly enjoyed on Monday Night Raw. Where you had Gunther uh, facing Dolph Ziggler, man, and Dolph, Z I, I, you know I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan. I don't like how they're doing Dolph, but uh, your boy Gunther put the paws <laughs> on Dolph Ziggler, uh, and let's check out some of his fan uh, footage that I, I was able to capture of some of this match, man. <laughs>
<laughs> he probably will. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> man, um, Gunther was putting in the work. Uh, he damn near chopped the soul out of Dolph Ziggler, man. His chest was so, uh, was so folded like laundry. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. By the time he left that match, both of his nipples was touching. Um, but I thought that was a, a great moment, man. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, but, where do you guys see uh, Gunther in this matchup going into WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus? Uh, do you think that Gunther will be able to hold on to the belt against those two brutes? Um, or do you think that one of the guys is going to take it off of him? I know that we talked about Sheamus before and how Sheamus really wants this to be able to uh, kind of complete some things within WWE. He's never held the Intercontinental uh, WWE Championship. Um, so if he wins this match, then he will uh, get that belt banned and he'll pretty much have had every belt in WWE. Uh, let me go Chef Showtime since you're already right here, man. Do you think Gunther has the ability to pull it out against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre? To be honest... No. If it was a, if it's a real life match, I have a feeling he don't get real kick, and he don't get Claymore at the same time. Gunther's out, then Drew McIntyre wins. That's how it's supposed to be. But you know how they're gonna break it off. They're gonna make Gunther seem like he's a beast, and he's gonna keep it. So, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in this match that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Everything, man, who do you think is going to pull off this win? And where does Gunther go after this if he does win? Uh, man, I mean, it's a lot of things that, to consider. Sheamus is on his way out. Let's, let's start there. He's on his way out. So if they if they really want to send him off in the right way, they have to get him the Intercontinental title. It's the only championship they never held. If by chance Gunther does win, who is left for him to really step in the ring with? And we really got to consider Omos at this point with that situation. Because uh, we're not going to really look at McIntyre going in a one-on-one situation with uh, Gunther. It makes no sense. It, it does nothing for McIntyre. It, it, it spearheads Gunther to the next level. But then again, who are you going to have after uh, Drew McIntyre if they do a Drew McIntyre versus Gunther one-on-one? Uh, so I really see Sheamus getting the belt because he's on his way out. He's kind of passing the torch to the brawling groups. And, um, yeah, this is, like we keep saying, it's the only title he's ever held. So we got to give it to Sheamus on this one. Let him have his WrestleMania moment. Uh, he's had really great WrestleMania moments. Let's not forget the, uh, <laughs> what, eight seconds that he beat Daniel Bryan in, in, for the title. So, give Sheamus his moment. Let him have, let him go out uh, smiling and happy. Yeah, man, I would love to see uh, Sheamus get that belt. But to be honest with you, though, I think Drew needs it more than anybody. 
because Drew really needs a morale boost, man, uh, to go from champion to the bottom of the rung to like being stuck in the middle card. Uh, he, he's closed a couple of shows, but he's not really been the focus of the SmackDown show because we all know that that is Roman Reigns' domain. And it's really hard for Drew to get from under the shadow of a Roman Reigns. Um, but I think that the match between him, uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, and uh, Gunther is going to be a banger. LP, I know your boy is Gunther, man. Do you think your boy Gunther is going to pull out the win in WrestleMania? Or do you think he's going to have his uh, hands full with Drew McIntyre? And Seamus. I actually think when you look at the lineup, Bianca's had a belt for a long time. Gunther had a belt for a long time. Roman has the belt for a long time. It's no way all three of them are leaving with the belts. Like, it's it's literally no way. Um, I would be very shocked. Let me say that. I ain't going to say no way. I would be very shocked if all three of them leave with the belt. Um, I think that I agree with what y'all said that Seamus, you know, to give him that one little thing. But at the same time, they could have gave that to Seamus a couple of times and they didn't. So why would they give it to him now when they didn't give it to him before? Um, I really think Gunther is going to pull it off and going to shock everybody because everybody's assuming that it's going to go that way because of that situation. Um, I think that he will win this match, but he'll lose at SummerSlam or he'll lose it by one of them. Not He won't get pinned. But one of them uh, uh pin each other, which is bullcrap on his part. But um, I think yeah. Gunther, I think Gunter is headed toward the championship once they split the championships up. I think that um, Roman's not losing the belt at WrestleMania, but Roman's losing the belts at SummerSlam, and then once they stop holding these belts hostage, they can they can start having some better storylines, and more people can have something to fight for. But Gunter, Gunter is about to get a belt, a big belt. Fellas, do we not want to see Gunther versus Roman Reigns? Why are they avoiding that? I, to be honest with you, and I and I and I love Cody. I'm a Cody fan, and I'm I'm gonna talk about Cody's impact after in, in a few minutes. But to be honest with you, I think I will be ten times more excited to see Gunther versus Roman Reigns and then have Imperium and the Bloodline have interactions with each other. I think that that is money. Am I tripping? Or, you know, maybe maybe this is Cody's time. But I really from Royal Rumble, I really wanted to see Gunther versus the Tribal Chief. Uh, LP, is that something that you wanted to see or are you happy with uh, Cody versus Roman? Well, you know, I've never been on the Cody, the Cody thing since this whole thing happened. Um, I think they have done a good job making it more appealing, but I've never cared about Cody going for the belt. Um, I think with Gunter, I think enough people didn't know who Gunter was, but I think after the Royal Rumble, people was like, "Who is this dude?" Like, I really think, I really think Gunter was not like. He, I ain't, I'm not gonna say a household name because Cody to me is not a household name. I just think he was. After the rumble, more people started to look at him. So now they can start gearing him more towards getting that belt. I don't, I don't, I see Gunter winning the belt and 
I just feel like they're gonna do some kind of tournament or something for that belt. I just I just don't think it's gonna be everybody gonna beat Roman for both of them belts. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. But I see Gunther winning in there like that. I don't if it, the next person that need to fight Roman, if anybody should have been Bobby Lashley, the one person that they keeping away from him. Mm. So Bob, Bobby deserves that way more than Gunther. But you know, everybody knows that Roman can't beat Bobby. I don't care what nobody they can make it. <laughs> they can't make it believable, and I think that's why they don't do it. Roman is nowhere close to Bobby's level. Oh man, let's ask the fighter of the best in wrestling podcast, Mister Everything. Um, who do you want to see if Cody doesn't pull off the win at WrestleMania, which a lot of people are expecting Cody to win, but we at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast are saying that the Tribal Chief is going to pull off the win with that belt, uh, and I, I really don't see them pulling the belt off of Roman before he hits the thousand day mark, and LP, you alluded to that in the last podcast of you know, they're letting some of the, the sports legends reach some of these pillars, man. And in the modern day, there is no better wrestler than Roman Reigns. So why wouldn't you let him hit that, that benchmark of a thousand days? I just realized by watching the documentary that Oscar, when she was undefeated uh, during her time at NXT, and then when she ran through the main roster before she got derailed by Charlotte, she had over 900-something days. She was almost at her 1,000 days of being undefeated. Mm. I did not realize that. And that made her have one of the longest undefeated streaks in WWE. Now, Roman is running up on that. But that was very interesting statistic that I found out. So, where? this is my question. If Drew does not win this, and this is kind of uh, put up a shut up for Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre does not win this belt, where does Drew go from here? Because I'm a Drew McIntyre fan. I think he held it down during the, uh, the what, what they call the era, during the Thunderdome era. He held it down. He was a champion for a long time. He defeated everybody. He was entertaining. He could talk. He's a big guy. Um, I thought they was going to put the jetpack on the back of Drew McIntyre, but then there was some breaks uh, with you know with Drew when it came to the development of the whole bloodline storyline. So where does what do you guys see Drew McIntyre going after this if he does not win the title? Let me go, Chef Showtime. I feel. I think if you don't win the title, they're gonna put him back into the title ring with Roman Reigns. That's the only place I can see him at the moment of time, because they can't put him as a tag team. Because he, I don't know who they can put as a tag team partner with him. But yeah, I, I can see him in the running for the, the championships. Yeah, man. Uh, LP, where do you see Drew McIntyre going after WrestleMania, man? Do you think he will be in another title contention, or do you think Drew will still play the mid card? They're they're seeing him to Raw and they have him going after going after the US title. The you you gotta think the US title and the Intercontinental title are, you know, really the main titles that people are going for. So as long as he's going for a title, it will have to he would have to go to Raw. I don't see them leaving him on um SmackDown if he if he doesn't if he doesn't win. 
Like he he would probably be better as a U.S. contender because you got Bobby over there, you got other people over there. I think he would do better. They can't they can't keep him and Sheamus on the same show after this. Yeah, uh, let's go out to the best damnation real quick and see what people are saying. Uh, we have Ryan O'Connor from Facebook. He's saying Gunther is not the man. He has the skills, but he doesn't look right. Okay, let me say something real quick. Chef, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Uh, because we saw Gunther live. Now, mind you, Gunther is a big guy. Gunther is a big dude, man. He's about, what, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, uh, he's chiseled. You know, I remember, I remember, you know, Walter, Walter, his Walter character, Walter was a big dude. And he, I believe every single one of his chops, uh, moves some spinal fluid around. But to see Gunther lie and to see him walk around the room, I, and I'm not, I'm not being a hater when I say this, but Gunther moved like one of them, uh, worms from men in black. <laughs> he just, he just, <laughs> when he walked around, he just reminded me of the worms from Men in Black. That he just looks a little awkward. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Chef, am I tripping? Nah, he looked honestly in person. Guther looked weird. Like I'm like <laughs> asking people, how old is Guther? He looked old, like super old in person. Guther looked like he was 97 in the face. Gunther looked like he had his uh, AARP card already. Uh, I love Gunther, man, but just to see him in person, I was like, man, he moved a little weird. Like, for instance, like my first time seeing Shaquille O'Neal was when he played with the Heat. And he came out and he was just this this figure, man, that was moving, but he just he just moved like a caveman, bro. I don't know. <laughs> it just it just weird. I was like, man, that Shaq, man, you know. He's moving a little slower than I would think he would, you know. But Gunther, you know, he he's an imposing figure. Um, he is an absolute dominant force on the main roster. Uh, Gunther is the man to beat, to be honest with you. And I think that his fandom has grown ever since the Royal Rumble, man. Uh, let's go back to the, uh, the best damn nation. Uh, he says, Roman is going to win. They will not pull the belt until SummerSlam. Roman is a S-H-I-T, I ain't gonna say it out loud, wrestler. He only has five moves top. Oh, man, you, you saying Roman has the five moves of doom like your boy John Cena? Mr. Everything, let's talk about that real quick. Um, that Does that hurt or hinder a wrestler when they have a familiar move set to the fans but it's it's very limited in their move set you know what i'm saying like for instance we say you know john cena the five uh moves of doom you know he does his five his five moves that he does every match does that hurt or does that hinder a wrestler it actually does not if you really think about it and really go back to everybody from the beginning of time everybody pretty much have like the five moves where you knew, okay, this is going to the finish, or this is where, um, you know, this is the end of the match. Uh, Randy Orton has his, you know, his his uh, DDT off the rope, 
into the power slam and all that other jazz went into the RKO. Um, Stone Cold had his uh, Lupez press right into the, the knee and elbow, getting ready for the uh, you know the stunner. You know the Rock had the Rock bottom. He had the spine buster getting ready for the people's elbow. Like everybody had their five moves to do. So it, it's pretty much a signature for everybody. To see. Now, Ace, he has he has five moves, okay? However, I don't really see Roman Reigns utilizing his five moves every single match. Right. He changes up every now and then. He has guillotine that he's going uh, we We're losing you a little bit. Um... But yeah, man, I, I think that having move a moveset that fans recognize and that they're familiar with, it's always great because you know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? You know, after John Cena does uh, a certain move, what is it? Uh, I don't know if it's a spine buster. What is that? Uh, whatever, whatever move he sets up for the five and up shuffle. You know what I'm saying? You already know what's coming after that. Uh, the Rock, once he hits a spine buster, you know he's going to set up for the people's elbow. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, after he, yeah, you're right. After he does the, the Luther's pass, um, he's going to do the kick and stunner right after that, not too long after that. And for some wrestlers, that can be very detrimental unless they're a fan favorite. Um, I like seeing a wrestler pull out reserves. For instance, I am an AJ Styles fan. I'm pissed off because I have not seen AJ Styles on my television. AJ, if you're listening to my voice, man, what the hell? What's going on? I just saw the Good Brothers for the first time in like three, four weeks. So I, I want to see AJ Styles because every time AJ Styles fights, every time a Ricochet fight, um, hell, every time a Carmelo Hayes fight, you always see something new during the match. And I love that because you you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And I hate matches that I can overly predict how they're going to be with AJ Styles. Man, AJ Styles will pull out some stuff that I ain't seen before or that, you know, I didn't even know was in his repertoire. You know what I'm saying? So I love seeing that. Um, and a lot of people don't want a lot of people don't like watching the Roman Reigns fight because it is slow and methodical. And Roman is is really on a new upper echelon of storytelling right now. Um, but when it comes to movesets, man, I love to see wrestlers have more than just a, 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 a simple single moveset. And I think style-wise, let me ask this question. Style-wise, do you think Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes match up? I'm looking at the match right now. Do you think they match up style-wise? And who do you think has the advantage going into this uh, into this uh, match between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns? Uh, let me go LP. Uh, real, real quick to kind of hit on what uh, Mr. Everything said on this topic. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers do have the signature moves and stuff that you know they're going to do, but it's different when they know how to make it entertaining. Roman is not one of those wrestlers that can make it entertaining. John Cena was not one of those wrestlers that really made it entertaining because you just, he did his, he mainly just did his five moves. Let's look at The Undertaker. The Undertaker would do his four or five things, but Undertaker got some of the greatest matches in the history of wrestling. 
because the Undertaker would do so much other stuff too. So right. when you look at Roman, Roman Roman is very boring in the ring. Like I've never got excited by a Roman match. If anything, you get excited where you don't know that if they're gonna let him lose or win because of who he is. But like his matches, like now watching Brock, Brock is boring to watch now. Uh, early Brock, Brock versus Kurt, or Brock versus Undertaker, John Cena. That was an exciting Brock to watch. But like Brock now is just boring, and I think that's the difference with certain uh, wrestlers. I feel like, I feel like Cody is gonna carry this whole entire match because Cody, you know, whether people want to admit it or not. Cody is hands down a much better wrestler than Roman. I'm so sorry. I know Roman is supposed to be the top guy, whatever, because of storylines. Roman is not the top guy because of his wrestling skills. And to keep it honest, because of his mic skills. Roman mic skills have gotten better, but they have not gotten. He's not on no Ric Flair shit. Like, Roman, you, when you really pay attention to Roman now, most of the time he, you know, he says something to Paul Heyman or he says little slow stuff. But without the bloodline behind Roman, Roman is still the same <laughs> Roman. The bloodline just just covers up his weaknesses. And mm. the same thing matches. Really go back and watch his last couple matches. Even his matches against Logan Paul. Logan Paul outshined Roman Reigns in the damn match. Go back and watch it if you think I'm lying. Logan Paul really literally outshined him in the match. So Cody is going to carry that match, but the main thing is going to be is the near falls is what's going to make everybody excited about this match. The same thing with the other uh, the other matches because it's like, is, it, is, is they going to give it to Cody or is Roman going to keep it? The last little bit of the match is going to be the most exciting part of that whole entire match and the interferences. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's always a slow... Like you can go to the bathroom, drink some water, you know, get <laughs> make some ice cream. You know, you could always do that within the first at least I would say the first three minutes of a Roman Reigns match. You can go and take care of what you need to take care of. You knew when you won't see the entrance and then once the bell rings, you got it at least a good two, three minutes before it starts getting into the action. You know what I'm saying? Um it's that slow burn. And I think the what Roman has been doing with the guidance of of uh, a Paul Heyman is really learning how to tell great stories because before then Roman Reigns wasn't telling good stories in the ring. Not like that. If we keep it a whole, but uh, if we keep it honest with ourselves, uh, he was not doing that. Uh, Mister Everything. Uh, let me go back to the question I just asked, style wise, and I know uh, I agree with you, LP. I think that Cody Rose is a lot more sound in the ring than Roman Reigns. But style wise, uh, Roman Reigns is power versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, I want to say sound ability and flexibility in the ring. Uh, who has the advantage going into this fight, style wise? Uh, uh, definitely Cody is more technical than Roman Reigns but we gotta look at it in terms of their character Roman Reigns has a character of a, a of a brute of uh, you know like a Brock Lesnar would be you know you're not gonna get a lot of style a lot of tech, technical you know moves out of a Roman Reigns because really he doesn't need to his, his mindset is I don't need to do all those special moves for you guys 
I go in there, I smash, I, I, I beat them down, and I go home. And that's how you got, we got to start looking at it. It's like, this is, fits, this is what fits his character. Can Roman Reigns get in there and get busy? Yes, because we've seen him do it. But he has a character now and the demeanor that he doesn't have to do these things. Now, he's going to have to step it up because Cody Rose is going to push him to that extent to where he's going to be like, you know what, I need to pull out something a little bit extra. Because you, you got somebody like a Cody Rose that you just can't beat down. You just can't keep him down. I mean, the man wrestled, uh, what, 15 to 20 minute match with Seth Rollins with his pectoral torn off the daggone bone. So you, you're not going to be able to just beat this man down and say, you know what, I beat him. Um, you you got to, you got to, for, for Roman Reigns' legacy to be cemented, for him to win this match, he has to beat Cody Rose on Cody Rose's plane. He has to beat him and his style. He has to go in there and be technical with, with Cody Rose. He has to do like the arm bars. He has to do the, the strong lockups and, and the chain wrestling and everything else and the grappling. He has to go in there and do these things with Cody Rose. But if he doesn't, like I said, Cody's a guy that you can't beat down and keep him down. Now, with the Logan Paul thing with LP mentioned, yes, he did outshine Logan on Roman Reigns because he had to. Because no one ever believed, no one, no one believed that Logan Paul could stand toe-to-toe with a Roman Reigns. Technically, he can't. He's, he's still brand new to the game. So they had to make him look more technically sound than Roman Reigns in order for people to be like, you know what? I really enjoyed this match. I really believed this match because other than that, Logan Paul didn't have the technical ability to let in the ring one on Roman Reigns. Now we got to flip the script. Roman Reigns had to show that he has the technical ability to stand in the ring with Cody Rose. To be honest with you, I don't think Roman needs to prove anything. You know what I'm saying? They keep it a bug with you. Uh, Roman doesn't have to prove anything. Roman can lose. I mean, excuse me. Roman can win by a controversial uh, manner like he usually does. And then, you know, it'll be okay. We'll we'll move on. We won't feel no kind of way about it. We just know that that's Roman and that's bloodline and that's how they roll. So I don't think Roman really needs to prove anything as far as his wrestling ability. Cody has to prove that he is good enough. I don't know about that one because I feel Cody like... Cody has to prove that he is good enough to be able to carry the banter of WWE champion. Because even if Cody wins, think about this. Cody will still have to outproduce Roman Reigns in viewership. Cody Rhodes will have to meet certain obligations that Roman Reigns has set the bar extremely high. Now, Cody is going to run into that situation that Roman ran into when they were thinking about passing the buck over to Roman Reigns from John Cena. And John Cena was looking at Roman like, hey, man, they said you was the guy. They said that you were the next in line. From what I see, it don't look like it. This is called a promo. You're supposed to talk back to me. John Cena ripped him a new one. That essentially made Roman better. But Roman was at that thing where like, damn, can I take this company to the next level? Business-wise. He can't. 
Business-wise, Roman has set the bar so high that I don't know who's going to come in after Roman to be able to carry the company in the way that Roman has. When you're talking about pay-per-views, you're talking about uh, crossovers, you're talking about uh, merchandise selling. I think Cody right now is is probably number one or number two in merchandising. Um, man, this is this is kind of crazy. I don't. And to be honest with you, uh, Chef, from what you saw, you know, we saw a lot. Uh, and even after, it, it, you know, TV went off, Cody was still talking to the fans. And I'm going to try to play a little bit of that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, it's going to break up or not. And if it does, fans, please forgive me. But Chef, from from Cody's uh, whole in-ring presence on Monday Night Raw, did you get the sense that he is going to take the belt? Off of Roman Reigns. Chef. <laughs> Chef Sleep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't get that sense. Uh, let me see if I can play this video for you guys, man. Um, just so you can have an idea uh, of what we were talking about and what we were looking at, man. Um, where Cody Rose was addressing the fans, and hopefully it doesn't break up too bad for you guys. Uh, but let's check a look at this real quick. Boy, did you ever welcome me back? I can't thank you enough. Okay, that sounded absolutely horrible, so I had to <laughs> change some things about that. Uh, I was trying to make it sound good, but it did not. Um, but, man, Cody has some things to say, man. And, and essentially, uh, what he was saying was, hey, look, uh, thank you guys for having me and accepting me uh, and welcoming me back into wrestling. And uh, he looked like after the match, because he, first of all, let me talk about this. Cody Rhodes defeated the undefeated Solo Sokoa on Monday Night Raw. That's a big thing. I don't know if that really uh, slid past anybody, but he just defeated an undefeated streak. If he does not beat Roman, that should be good enough in my eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, well, that's well, well, yeah, you ain't going to get the belt, but you can you can beat Solo Sokoa and, and he's undefeated right now. Um, well, right. one second. Let's... let's Let's talk about that for a second because he beat Solo Sokoa, but with interruption, with uh, with interference and, and everything. Like, he really had a struggle. If we really look at it, he really had a struggle beating Sokoa. And yeah. Sokoa is, you know, he's, he's, if you think about it, he's at the bottom of the bloodline. Nothing against the man, nothing to take away from his ability. What? But he's at the bottom what? of the bloodline. No, Roman, he's not. Roman Reigns is at the top. Huh? Solo is not at the bottom of the bloodline. He's better than Jimmy Andrews. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. However, if you look at how long he's been in, in the WWE, how long he's been wrestling, he's he's sitting at the bottom. He's brand new. He's he's a new guy. You know what I'm saying? He's the muscle, yeah. He's an enforcer, yeah. But he's the new guy. If you look at it in the, in the standpoint of like a video game, right? 
and you got um you got Shang Tsung and you got Goro and then you got uh Montaro and then you got um uh what was the the, the top dude? Uh Shao Kahn. Roman Reigns is Shao Kahn. If you had a struggle getting past Montaro, and what you think you're gonna do with Shao Kahn? So if you had a struggle getting past Solo, what are you really gonna think you're gonna do with a Roman Reigns? And that's not to discredit Cody at all. It's just to look at it in the standpoint of okay, you really had a struggle. And if it wasn't so much as if all that confusion happening with the, the bloodline and Kevin and Sammy, you probably wouldn't have won. Let's, well, let's you just be honest. You probably wouldn't want. So if you gonna say if you gonna say that, then that's the same thing with Roman versus um Logan Paul. Did not did Ro- did Roman run yeah. through Logan Paul? No, he did not. No, he didn't. You you you're absolutely oh, right. You're absolutely right. And then I'm I, I'm not going to disagree with you. And I think that's the the biggest thing with Roman Reigns is like when when Brian mentioned of him winning with interference or somebody jumping in. That's going to take away from Roman because he's been talking really big. And at this point, I don't think you really need, need to have a match where you got somebody jumping in and getting involved for you to win. I think you will need to cement your legacy and say, you know what? I beat you and I beat you by myself. Period. And it won't know interference from Solo. It won't know no Usos. It was me and you, one-on-one, and I beat you and I sent you home crying. If that's the way they're going to do it, that's the way it needs to be done. Okay, but if you say that, let's look at all Roman wins. If we look, if we look back at every Roman win since he's been tribal chief, how many matches has Roman won straight up? Because I can't think of not one. He's a heel, right? Because we talked about we talked about this one time before. We said he had, look at so we talk when we talk about Triple H legacy. A lot of Triple H wins came from interference and help. So you can't we can't say that Roman is the man, and he got to beat Cody straight up when he don't beat nobody straight up. Roman. <laughs> This match is gonna have everybody in the mom gonna interfere in this match. So Roman is not gonna see that's that's my biggest that's my biggest problem with Roman getting all this credit that he gets because of how they writing him. Roman is a good wrestler, yes. He's one of the best. I would say he may be one of the best, yes. Is he the best? No, he's not. Because Roman wins, but Roman Roman is only Roman because of the bloodline. If you take this tribal chief character without Jimmy, Jay, and Sammy, Sammy's involvement made the bloodline way more popular. You want to talk about sales? I bet you, I bet it if you could look at the sales of stuff once Sammy came in and Sammy started popping versus what them sales were before, it ain't you can't tell me that them sales did not spike because of oh, Sammy. I'm so sure. So Roman, Ro- Ro- Roman is the guy, yes, because that's how he is. But let's—I can't put Roman on his pedestal that people be putting him on because he don't win straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, your boy uh, Austin Theory, your boy Austin Theory, he didn't he beat uh your boy from um the, um, the other dude straight up from he beat, um, he beat both of the uh, street profits straight up. Straight up, so like nobody talking about it. Like yeah. he beat, he beat them dudes straight up. Everybody out at like Montez Ford is the next guy coming up. He got beat straight up. So you don't see that that often as a heel. So you got to give him credit. What? You know what I'm saying? You got to give him credit for that. So yeah, Ro- I don't know. Ro- Roman, yeah, Roman, you, you, you know why? He, 
You know why he beat them straight up? Because they were they were a tag team. That's the that's the 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 smoke and mirrors behind it. It's like the fact that he beat them one on one because they're so used to being a tag team. Now, if you've seen these guys on a singles run for a good minute, then yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a problem with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. But the fact that they've always been a tag team where they're always depending on being able to tag out to somebody in a, in a moment that they get in trouble, then, you know, if he had a tag partner, yeah, he he, would, he wouldn't have got that. He wouldn't have got that. But the fact that he did it one-on-one because they are so used to being a tag team, that's the smoke and mirrors part of it. Man, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't see a universe in which uh, Roman Reigns does not cheat <laughs> to win uh to win uh, this match, man. And to be honest with you, I know we just talked about Cody and Solo, man. We saw that live, man. The match was really, really good. Um, Cody is a bigger guy than what I, I pinned him for, man. I believe Cody is like 6'2", but he looked ripped in the ring, man. And I was like, man, Cody is a lot bigger than what I thought he was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but to be honest, he did struggle against Solo Sokoa. And if we go back to Friday... He struggled against Ludwig Kaiser from um from who you he really did. Uh, Imperium. Uh, Imperium. He, yeah. He struggled with Ludwig, man. Ludwig, Ludwig is really, really good. Um, I, no, he ain't no scrub. He is not no scrub. And I think Cody kind of went into a thing. Ah, oh, there's gonna be a, a breeze. Ludwig really out wrestled Cody Rhodes during that match. Am I tripping? Cool. He he really out wrestled Cody Rhodes. Now Cody pulled out the win, but he struggled so hard with Ludwig, and that made me think, man. I think Ludwig is uh he he does not get the the recognition that he deserves as far as being a technician in the ring, man. But Cody, man, going into this match with Roman Reigns, I don't know. And in fact, if on the outside on paper. Cody looks like the guy to win. Cody looks like the guy to take over the company. Cody looks like the guy to put the belt on. I just don't think that the time is now. And I don't think that he will be the, the tribal chief at WrestleMania. I don't see it. Because if I'm talking about what does Roman Reigns do after this? If he does not win, the bloodline will probably not stay behind Roman. They'll probably get behind Solo or bring other members in if they do not dissolve. Ah, man, this is going to be a tough one, man. But I do not see Cody Rhodes pulling off this win, man. I really see uh, interference and I see a shocking interference at that. Um, to be honest with you, fellas. Uh, yeah. It's just going to be crazy. Uh, real quick, man, uh, let's get into one of the other matches that I'm I'm excited to see. It's the Brock Lesnar versus Omos, man, and they didn't weigh in on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Omos did the weigh in. He was seven foot three, I think 414 pounds or whatever how much. He was over 400. Big boy. Uh, I seen, when I seen Omos, I was like, God, they made Hey, man, dude, that big. <laughs> what era did you come from, Goliath? Uh, Omos is huge, man. And when 
Omar stood in the ring and Brock Lesnar's music hit. I lost my mind. Brock came down to the ring. Cowboy Brock jumped in the ring. He looked like he was about to do the way in. He turned his head. Omar dropped his guard and Brock Lesnar attacked. Brock Lesnar hit him, ran against the ropes, tried to run into him again, ran to the ropes again, tripped, got up, and then hit Omar again. Uh, Omar is just, Omar's just, <laughs> he, Brock Lesnar turned around to pick up a scale. Omar's kicked the shit out of him. He kicked, he kicked, he kicked, he kicked all his teeth to the other side of his mouth. And uh, Brock Lesnar <laughs> rolled out the ring. And you can see that that kick deterred Brock Lesnar from getting back in that ring. Omar picked up the scale like it was nothing. And held, yeah. it over his, held it over his shoulder like it was a weapon. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm Brock, I'm not getting my ass back in that ring either. You just you just see that. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. in the ring with a giant and a and he holding a scale like it's a like it's a pistol. I'm like, dude, I'm not. I wouldn't get my ass back in that ring neither. I I didn't blame Brock Lesnar for walking off and just calling his losses and be like, all right, <laughs> I see you next week. Brock was over here readjusting his jaw because I know that kick hurt. Um, I saw it when it happened. Brothers, how do you feel about this match, Omos versus Brock Lesnar? Do you still have excitement on it? And do you think that Brock can pull off the win against the all giant? I'm about to say almighty. I can't say almighty, but this great giant in Omos. Let me go, Mr. Everything. Man, listen, I'm I'm excited because we have never seen Brock Lesnar in this predicament where he where he's He's running away from a, a, a larger opponent. He's been in a ring with Big Show, who is a big dude. And he's still toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose to him like it won't nothing. Omos, I think, has his number. The only problem I see with this is where did they go with Omos after this? Win or lose, where does he go after this? He has to go after the title, and if he does, what title are we going to send him after? It, it, I, I love Omos, and I really want him to have, you know, the best of everything he he deserves because he's he is a monster of a man. But I just don't know what they're gonna do after him, do with him after this. So I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. I already know uh, Brock is gonna try to suplex. You know, Omos is gonna keep fighting him off and fighting him off, and he's going he should go in there and demolish Brock Lesnar until he makes a mistake. That's the way this match should go, and I'm excited to see that. Am I tripping or is Roman Reigns avoiding the brothers? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <He is>. Yeah. <laughs> LP, this is a good topic for you. Do you think Roman Reigns is avoiding the brothers? Hey, he avoiding he avoiding them because he know he knew what he know what it is. And everybody, <laughs> everybody else know what it is too. Especially when it comes to Bobby. Man, when it comes to Bobby and Omos, man, I don't know. I think I think. Roman is kind of ducking and dodging a little bit. Uh, even with Big E, man, you know, Roman, he was kind of dodging E a little bit. Now, you know, I wasn't a big fan of, I love I'm, I, love, I love Big E, don't get me wrong. I just wasn't a big fan of Big E's title run because I thought he could have did a lot more. But, man, Omos and Bobby seem like, you know, Roman is kind of avoiding that. And if, to be honest with you, if Roman fought Omos, 
I don't really think that the bloodline will really be a big uh a big help in that situation. What what do you think, JP? It what now? Brock versus Omar. I mean, sorry, uh Roman versus Omos. Do you think if, if Roman and Omos ever were to lock up, do you think the bloodline would be uh a factor in that situation? Uh now I like I like Omos Omos, but I don't, I don't think he's ready for that. I think um now I will get Roman credit enough that I think Roman will figure out a way to beat him. The difference between Roman and Brock, Brock is gonna try to power through him. And that's where Brock is gonna mess up. And um, Roman would try to find another way because you you just not gonna beat that dude straight up, you know, toe to toe. So I really hope that um, Omos needs to win this match because if he loses, I know Mister Everything said if he wins, what's next for him? If he loses, what's next for him? <laughs> I mean, they, they already had him lose the um, to, uh, what's face Chef Boy, uh, little Choo Choo Train Man. What's Ron his name? Yeah, already had him lose to Brian, even though he dominated Brian in that match, and he should not have lost. Like if they're gonna make, if they're gonna, if they're gonna make him this giant, they gotta make him this giant, and he gotta start killing people. He has not destroyed nobody, but like a couple of scrubs. So like they need, he got to beat Brock, and I really hope Brock is gonna be like, look, guys, I'm gonna let this guy come up over me, like guys have done him. Don't be no John Cena. Don't let any new guys come up. Like Brock is a Brock. I know he ain't got too much, too many more years left. Let this man beat you, and and become a dominant force, and he can have it on his resume. Yeah, I I agree with that, man. I I think that the the Brock and and Omar's thing is going to be a lot better than what we think, and I think it's going to be a very short match. But um, I I think that's one of the matches. That one and the Edge and Finn Balor and the uh. The uh, geez, uh, the Sheamus versus Drew versus uh, Gunther. That's going to be a banger too. So those are my my favorite three matches. Uh, before we go into it, they just made it official. We got to talk about we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is soggy ass Dominic Mysterio challenged his father. To a WrestleMania match, Ray has been saying no for weeks. We have been stating on this podcast that Dominic was going to slap his mama. And he yelled in his mama face and to uh, his family family said just as bad. Uh, that, <laughs> that will still uh, warrant an ass whooping um, from somebody. And Ray finally stepped up in honor of his wife, in honor of his daughter, when Dominic Mysterio told his mom to shut up to her face and yelled it in front of everybody, I wanted to take my chunkler off and throw it at the TV. I was going, well, I want, I want to punish Dominic so bad. Hey, me and Chef was waiting on him in the back. <laughs> me and Chef was waiting on Dominic ass in, in, in the back once once the, uh, the fans started, uh, people started leaving. Me and Chef was waiting on. But it was like, boy, you better not take the wrong road. We're gonna eat your ass up. Disrespecting your daddy like that. Uh, 
Man, so um, just in general, man, I'm, I'm excited to see the Rey Mysterio versus Dominic match. Fellas, real quick, it's happening. Do you, How do you guys feel about the Rey versus Dominic? Are you excited to see it? And do you think it's going to get be a, a good match? Let me go uh, LP. Uh, it's definitely a match that I know I can go to the bathroom or make it make, make it <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I can't. I can't say I'm excited about it because it'd be different if he actually had skills that match up to his dad. Like Dom is not that good, so it's not like it's gonna be a a brother versus brother match or where the the both of the wrestlers are on the same level. Like Ray is <laughs> Ray skill set and Dom skill set are two totally different skill sets. How can you really get excited? Like you know. Dom is gonna win some kind of way. He's gonna cheat or whatever to win. But um I see low I mean, blow Dom, roll up. I yeah, see a low blow coming with a roll up. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be something, something it's gonna be something dumb. But um I'm hoping that this is it. Cause I think Ray needs to go ahead and retire too. Cause like what else does Ray got going on? I mean, if he's gonna retire, this is the night this is the moment to do it because unless he turns heel, like I noticed. I noticed how them boys came out and helped them on Monday. I'm telling y'all, unless Ray turns heel, Ray don't have nothing else left. And they keep on, they keep on throwing them little uh, and fat and was and fast. I can't even say the damn name. The Hispanic boys. <laughs> oh, the Gato, the Gato, damn fantastic. Yeah, I can't say. I can't never say it. Yeah, so they keep on, <laughs> they keep throwing them in the mix for whatever reason. What what reason did they have to come out this? You know what I'm saying, like. They're in the picture for no reason at all. So they're in the picture for a reason. And I think that is the next beef that's going to start. Because Ray, I'm telling you, Ray going to start a bloodline. That's going to be the oh, WrestleMania shocking moment. You said the judgment day. He's going to join the judgment day. I know, yeah, 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 that would now that would be shocking. But nah, yeah, nah, that nah. would be uh very, very shocking, man. Uh Mr. Everything, are you excited to see Dominic versus Ray Mysterio? Nope, because if Ray don't run through this kid, I don't wanna watch it. I'm being I'm being completely honest. Uh like LP said, Dominic does not have the same skill level as his dad. Um I don't think Dominic's gonna be able to keep up with his dad. Uh, Damian Priest couldn't even keep up with uh, Rey Mysterio this past Monday. If you guys was watching, he was kind of a step, uh, step behind Rey Mysterio. Says a lot. I mean, Damian yeah. Priest is a really, really good uh, in-ring performer. Dominic is nowhere near Damian Priest. Dominic is nowhere near uh, um, uh, Otis at this point. <laughs> I'm going to be with you. Um, so if, if Ray don't run through him, and like you said, I, I think Dominic's going to take little shortcuts or whatever, but I'm not really excited about this match. They, they could have really just... There's something else a long time ago. If they could have built it up a little bit better, maybe, but at this point, nah, I don't I don't really care about this match. Yeah, man. Uh, I think everybody wants to watch this match to see Dominic get his comeuppance, man. Uh, to see Rey Mysterio finally put the paws on him. I think that's what uh, we all are looking because when I was in the crowd, uh, the fans booed the hell out of Dominic. 
Uh, man, he is the most hated man in the WWE, man, in the whole co company. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, we'll see how this plays out, man. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, fellas, real quick, let's uh, take a tour outside of the wrestling world real quick. And uh, let's go into the world of entertainment. Uh, we're going to jump into a, uh, a tough talk with LP in a second, man. Uh, but on a hot bitch, man, your boy Jonathan Majors is really getting a lot of uh, slack, man. There was a, a report that came out uh, that he apparently had um, an altercation with a young lady. Um, I believe it later came out to be uh, proven not true. But uh, Jonathan Majors has been drugged through the media uh, for this apparently false claim that came out against him, man. I want to talk about that real quick. Um, what do you guys think about the Jonathan Majors situation? Uh, let me, matter of fact, let me go to uh, the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast because I know he got a couple things to say. LP, uh, let's speak on this Jonathan Majors situation, man. What do you think about it? Oh man, um, well, I mean, I, I think it's messed up. Um, well, first of all, I know all the news has not came out yet, so I think sometimes, you know, when we got media outlets so we got platform, people want to talk about stuff before all the information is out. But from the information that I have seen, um, it has said that the there's a lot of flips that prove that the man didn't do it. Um, my biggest issue is that these guys celebrities or even 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 us regular guys uh, a person could put an allegation out on you and before anybody has any proof they start taking endorsement they start you might get fired you might get in so much trouble before anybody has even done anything this man was on the top of the world uh creed just came out he about to be the next big thing and big villain he playing several people in marvel um he got movie after movie coming up this one allegation dropped, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, let's take this away. Or people, are, oh, I knew it. It's like people want to see people fail, and I think that's the worst part about it. Um, if the man did it, you know, he deserves anything that that comes with that. But you always got like, we, we was always raised with you're guilty until proven innocent. That don't work no more. Not with this cancel culture mess. Like, look at Johnny Depp. Look at all the stuff that Johnny Depp went through. And the woman lied and all this stuff with Amber Heard. Johnny Depp got kicked out of movies. He lost all so many other contracts and stuff. And the woman lied. So that's my, my biggest issue with all of it is just make sure that you get proof before any before any judgment is made. Like, period. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that, man. Uh, they started to crucify this man. Uh, <laughs> for his his involvement or lack thereof, man. And um, you're right. He went to uh, social media court before he even uh, got uh, <laughs> judge and jury in the real court about the situation, man. Mr. Everything, let's speak on this real quick, man. How do you feel about the Jonathan Major situation? Uh, it's just like LP said. We, we got to start getting all the information first. Now, I totally understand and I, I sympathize and empathize with women who go through situations of domestic violence and battering. But men, 
do too. And that's something that we don't let a lot of the public and the, the media don't talk about is when men go through the same things, when we get uh, involved in domestic violence, where we're the victims and we're being beaten on because men are supposed to be strong and are supposed to be able to take things and, and know how to defend themselves and all the other jazz. But sometimes that ain't always the case. Um, and then you have somebody like Jonathan Majors who, like LB said, is on top of the world right now. He's doing so many good things. And you like look at some of his interviews and the man talks very highly of, of his faith and his mother and his upbringing and everything else. So I really feel like in, in the media, you still got to start getting all the evidence first. And the thing that bothers me and it bothers LP as well is the fact that when this story came out about him supposedly or allegedly doing these things, everybody jumped on it. Everybody shared it. Everybody talked about it. The moment that um, I didn't even know that um, he was proven to not even have, like he wasn't even true until LP posted it. And it's like, oh, wow, where, where's all the media, you know, uproar? Where's all the posts? Where's all the shares and everything else? Like, the man is, is, you know what I'm saying, he's pretty much innocent of this situation. So where's everybody talking about it now? Um, right. And that's and that's the bad thing about men, but mostly black men, you know, who's becoming successful. And as somebody wants to say the worst, the first thing that comes to mind, the worst thing, and I tell professional wrestlers all the time, the greatest thing you do in the world, a handful of people know. But the moment that you do something wrong or something bad gets tied to your name, the entire world is going to know it. And everybody's going to jump on it. It's going to become a wildfire of ridiculousness. So, um, Jonathan Majors, we, we, we got your back, bro. If you are completely innocent of everything, I got to say that because we can't I'll say don't, don't volunteer me for that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't just jump on and say, you know, the man's But if he is proven completely innocent, you got a, a good community behind you. But uh, in the event that you are not, we need to find a way to get this man some help. Yeah, man. Uh, I was sad to, to hear that, man. And I was I was kind of happy that, you know, it was, it was debunked a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I hate to see things like that happen, man, because you get drugged through the mud and your name, especially if you're a working professional, your name gets drugged through the mud. And that affects everything else that you have going on. Like you said, Jonathan Majors, man, he's done a lot of things. And to be honest with you, Jonathan Majors has been the go-to guy uh, ever since um, Chadwick Bozeman passed. You know what I'm saying? I think Jonathan Majors has had a lot of roles. Um, him and uh, what's your boy? Creed. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you when you a black man in Hollywood, Jack, you got to walk. <laughs> you got to, boy, you got you got to walk. Uh, super careful, man. You know, be you know, pay attention to what you got going on, man. Because uh, you know, they show, it's, it's hard to keep a good reputation nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for sure, for sure. Fellas, uh, let's go to the genie of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. Uh, this past week, man, uh, there's been a brand new movie came out. Uh, so we got to go to the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, 
and give some honest reviews from your boy LP. Beautiful people, prepare yourself for LP's Tough Talk. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my Oh man, so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about current movies. Well, we'll, 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 we'll do this real quick. The last movie I seen was John Wick 4, which is a masterpiece in film. Even if you have never seen a John Wick film, you definitely need to go see this movie. It is, excuse me, it is beautiful. Action, storyline, visuals, everything is great about John Wick. So definitely go uh, go check this out. But on the side note, I'm not very angry about that. What I want to talk about, since we have not talked about it and we did not get a chance to talk about it, we're going to rewind a little bit and we're going to go back until the last movie I saw before that, which was Black Panther 2, which had Angela Bassett being nominated for an award that she got snubbed for at the Oscars because we didn't talk about that. So let's talk about that, shall we? I'm going to try to keep my voice together as I'm about to pass out because I'm sick, but I'm going to say it anyway. So first of all, Angela, everybody know that Angela Bassett deserved that award. No, she deserved awards after awards after award, but this was her year to win it. So the Oscars decided to give it to Jamie Lee freaking Friday Curtis. Now, I like Jamie Lee Curtis. I would definitely not say anything bad about Jamie Lee Curtis. But did she deserve to win that role? Hell no, she did not deserve to win that role. They decided to give Jamie Lee Curtis this freaking award just because she's old and she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, there was no other reason to give her this award. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Everything Everywhere all at once. It is a perfect, one of the best movies of the year, hands down. Was it better than Black Panther? I would honestly say it was better than Black Panther. That movie is great. But if anybody deserved the Oscar that was not the main female that won her Oscar and supporting was Stephanie, uh, I can't think of her name, the girl who played her daughter should have won, if anybody should have won, not no daggone Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis was in one of the worst movies of the year, in that damn Halloween movie that came out, so she definitely should not even been nowhere close after that bullshit when they put Michael Myers in the movie and made him a sidekick and made him <laughs> an old, decrepit old man who was barely in the damn movie. Don't even get me started on that. I ain't got the energy to get on that movie. But the thing is that I'm not gonna make it a racial thing and no stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Maybe they didn't want three Asians to win those top three categories. I'm not gonna say that. Maybe they didn't want the black woman to win this award that she earned it a bunch of times. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna make it. Racial. Maybe the fact that Jonathan Majors uh, got so much slack for allegation when your boy Dana White was slap boxing his wife in the club on live video freaking cameras. And uh, nobody sent me cat eyes. It's no big, <laughs> it's no big deal. Uh, you know, Dana White got no repercussions when when his fighters when they do one little thing, he'll suspend them for the damn life or ban them. This man was literally slap boxing his wife in the club. He was he was hitting her to the beats. He literally hit her to like like boom boom cap boom boom cap. He was slapping her to the beat of the song and didn't get in no freaking trouble so i'm not gonna make it racial because sometimes it seems like we always make things racial i don't want to be that guy that says things are racial when they're not necessarily racial but sometimes you just got to look at things because as a black man which i am 
it seems like we get looked and judged upon very differently in a lot of different situations. Maybe it's just me. But, you know, this is a wrestling show. So, you know, we go, we'll keep the energy because hopefully uh, Bianca will keep her belt and she won't lose to an Asian come um, <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Y'all can edit that last part. <laughs> but yeah, for real, for real. We got to start paying attention to how we are done and how we are judged very differently. And we got to start speaking out when we are judged differently. And we know it. Huh. Woo. I told y'all it's gonna be a little hot, a little hot. Uh, LPZ, thank you for that tough talk, sir. You always find a way to make my ass itch a little bit. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir, for that tough talk. Oh man, uh, it's been a lot of matches that happened this week. So we got to go to the resident wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And we have to ask Mr. Everything, what was your match of the week? Uh, like you said, there's been a lot of good matches uh, of this week. But I think for me, and I'm not trying to speak for anybody else, but for me, the match of the week has to go to Cody. And your boy from Imperium. Um, because mm-hmm. it is a match that no one really saw that we never really thought about, we wanted to see. But when we saw it, we was like, hmm, this right here is something serious. And we don't really see the guys from Imperium wrestling singles matches. We see them doing tag team stuff, or we see them standing behind Gunther and why he does his thing. But that match was a very good eye opener. For, uh, for me, in terms of um, the guy that wrestled, I can't, even, I can't even say his name. What is his name? Ludwig. Yes, Ludwig. Ludwig. You gotta put all that spit in it. You gotta put all that spit in it. Yeah, when, when, it, it's one of those matches that when you see it, you're like, mm, I did not know I wanted to see that. So they really did put on a really good clinic. And I hope to see more from Ludwig. As he grows in this business. So you guys get the best damn wrestling podcast match of the week. All right. Uh, yeah, like we spoke on it earlier, man, that Ludwig versus Cody was really good, surprisingly good. And I think that opened a lot of people's eyes up to Ludwig. I've been following him since uh, NXT, man, um, and his days in um, NXT UK or uh at the UK NXT. So when he came over to uh regular NXT and then over to main roster, man, he has uh he has a lot to prove. And I think when they uh take the reins off of him and they let him go, I think they're gonna really be surprised at what Ludwig Kaiser can actually do. Um Giovanni Vinci, he's really good. And right before uh, he came up to main roster. They actually split Imperium up and uh Ludwig and uh Gunther came up to main roster. Um, Giovanni Vinci, he stayed behind and started developing his character and eventually came up to main roster uh, to join Imperium. But Ludwig really opened up a lot of eyes, man, and I think uh, he's going to be a superstar in the future, man. Um, You know, once they they take the reins off him and let him really develop his character, uh, I think he's going to be really good. So, sir, thank you for 
that match of the week. Hey, but I got a I got a question right quick. Yeah, I want to ask all three of y'all the same question. Do y'all think that? Some of these tag teams are holding some of these solo guys back because we said the same thing about Street Profits. You're saying the same thing about Imperium. Um, if you look at some of the tag teams, that some of these guys that are really good that don't get the shine because they're tag teams or they're, uh, you know, behind a bigger star. Do you think the tag teams are holding some of these guys back and maybe they should break up some of these tag teams? Uh, I'm not going to say that because I know there was a period of time on the podcast when we were complaining that there were no tactics <laughs> and that the tag team division was not getting love. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see these tag teams, man. I just wish that they had more uh, to fight for with the Usos having both belts, man, and really defending them uh, definitively, man. Uh you know, I, I like to see the tag teams. I just don't like makeshift tag teams. Like Becky and Becky Lynch and Lita is a makeshift tag team to me. Um, Sami Zayn and, and KO, although they've been tag team for a long time, this kind of seems kind of makeshift because they have not been on the same page at all within the last two years. So to see uh, Sami Zayn and KO get this, over the rest of the tag teams that's on the actual uh, roster, man, uh, you know, I would feel some kind of way, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got to let the storyline play out. Um, Ricochet and Strowman, that's probably the tag team that's really thrown together. Um, but they work in a lot of ways, and, and they're a really good team together, and they are entertaining. Um, ooh, ooh. You don't like it? You don't like it? Chef, do you think that some of these tag teams need to break up, man, or uh, do you like the, the state of tag team division right now? I think hmm, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, no, nah, they all should stay together to me. They should stay together. Like, it's certain you can see certain teams are they have an exploding person and have a person that's like eh, I'm just gonna be here just to be the tag like I like tree profits Montez Ford's foot is amazing you feel me he has the moves to be a great solo you know solo person but if he leaves Dawkins Dawkins is gonna get kicked back to NXT or AEW and it's gonna be you know they're gonna break up a brotherhood yeah, and I know we've spoke about the the separation of the street profits before. I don't want to see it. Uh, they looks like they are splitting Alpha Academy up. Otis is rapidly becoming a thing, uh, and I knew it kind of was when they started hitting at it. I don't really want him to join the other two soggy dudes, but to be honest with you, Otis would be good for that faction. He does need something a little bit new, man, because Alpha Academy is getting a little stale. Unless with Alpha Academy, they bring up the Creed Brothers and put Creed, the Creed Brothers with Chad Gable, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with if that does happen. Um, but, you know, the Viking Rangers are a great team. Uh, the Street Profits are a great team. Alpha Academy uh, are a great team, man. And I don't want to see them really break up a lot of tag teams. I just want to see the tag teams make sense. And, uh, and to, to be honest with you, I would love to see the Usos not split the belt because I love when the Usos are on the on the product, but 
uh, I would want to see them compete more like they were a couple of weeks back, right before things started getting hot and heavy with WrestleMania. I want to see them compete more after WrestleMania for uh, for just their their dominant reign that they've had lately, man. Uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about the state of the tag team division? Uh, that's one of the things that we always talk about where we say one one superstar outshines the other in the tag teams. Um, and we find that out whenever we have singles competition within these top tag teams. Um, should they break up some of these tag teams? No, absolutely not, because we need tag team wrestling. Um, us, why would be the purpose of having tag team belts? Um, but a lot of these guys do kind of get shadowed because they're in a tag team. Like like we said, Montez Ford is one of those guys. Uh quick is one of those guys who who is being shadowed because he's in a tag team who can go out there and really get busy by himself. Um think about uh Shelton Benjamin and Cedric. You know, both of these guys are shadowed because they're in a tag team. They're not even doing anything in a tag team aspect. So why not break these two guys up? And then go for singles runs. The only problem is, is we don't we have enough singles titles, it's not enough single storylines to be able to make a lot of these guys who can go out there and shine by themselves be able to shine because you got so many singles competitors that are really sitting in catering just eating, you know, uh spaghetti and fettuccine and you know some of chef's super secret sauce and everything else. So <laughs> We 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 gotta no nah, I don't, I don't I think we don't we don't need to break up the tag teams we just need to be able to have them be able to compete a lot more let's have a tag team tournament let's have like like the cruiserweight classic let's have a tag team classic we haven't had oh, that yet just thinking classic. about the cruiserweight division man and how yeah, I used to we, love cruiserweight and I don't know why they did away with that belt even when they dropped it down to NXT I thought that they needed that belt on NXT to have a little bit more entertainment. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand that whole dropping the, the belt, that belt particular. Um, but you're right. Um, I don't think that they need to dissolve any of the tag teams. But what they need to do is bring the tag team division up so that there's more excitement around the tag team division. Because I definitely want to see competitors. I don't want to see a situation like we had not too long ago when they were trying to figure out teams and put people together. And you kept seeing the Usos defend the belts against the same people. Because there were no real, you know, other tag teams other than the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and 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 uh, Alpha Academy. So I want to see more. What, what are they what, fighting? What, 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 go ahead, Mr. Uh, quick question: Would you guys be mad if they did a complete tag team division show, kind of like the Cruiserweight, like Two Hundred Five Live? That would be very interesting, in my opinion. They did a whole show wrapped around tag team wrestling. That might be interesting. It's never been done before. I yeah, think, but go ahead, Abby. I, I, I think it'd be dope. But I will. I've always felt like Vince never believed in tag teams like that. I don't know how Triple H feels about it, but like they, I think they would look at it. Would people watch it? Which I think they would. But um. That's like, what are those guys wrestling for at WrestleMania? Are they wrestling for a title shot? 
or they wrestling for what? What is that thing they got? We all them in there. The, well, you're, you're talking about oh, the, the, uh, the yeah the men's fatal four way tag team, uh, and that might be on night one if I'm not mistaken. They got one for the women too, the women's fatal four way tag team. Um, and you're right, I don't know what this is for. Do they get a title match on night two? What's what's happening with that? I don't even know what this is about. You're right, LP. Now that I think about it, um, go ahead. I think I think it's for uh, a future tag team title, um, you know, opportunity. And that's but done. I, I, yeah, <laughs> they they haven't they haven't yet. They, they haven't really said anything. But at the same time, we we can sit here and say it's dumb, but it's giving the tag teams an opportunity to do something. So you know, we were just talking about how we don't have the tag teams doing anything. Now they have something to do. So hopefully it is a chance for them to have an opportunity at the tag team titles, which, you know, we've been alluding to. They've been trying to separate the tag titles. You know, Raw has theirs and SmackDown has theirs. So that's going to give you, um, you know, it, it's going to give you more more chance for the tag teams to be able to do something other than become makeshift and, and just wrestling anybody. Yeah, but Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens and Sammy, they fighting for both belts, right? Because I didn't hear them, I didn't hear them separate them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fighting for, for both. Yeah. Um, I think, I think to be able to separate them, you would have to do like a ladder match where two teams both end up grabbing separate belts, and then you know there's a split. There, I don't see any other way of being able to do it. Oh, one time, one time they had a match. They had a match against somebody, and they they was on a wrestling for one of the belts. Cause they actually, they only had one. I can't remember. That's the the match where um when Sammy took the place of uh Jimmy. They won't yeah. wrestle for both. They won't wrestle for both them belts. Can you remember? Yeah. Even when they won, Sammy held up one belt. Yeah. Well, they've they had for the raw titles. Yeah, yeah. They've had situations where uh. They will fight for SmackDown belt on SmackDown and then fight for the Raw belt on Raw. They've had those, those situations uh, before. Um, we'll, and we'll see. I, I love tag team wrestling. I've always been a fan of tag team wrestling. I don't want to see them break up any teams. If anything, I want to see new makeshift teams come up uh, and just see how that goes, man. I want to see who they pair with uh, Ali, man. I think Ali... Pair with somebody, they can make a really good tag team. That dude about to get fired. Hey man, y'all sleep on Mustafa Ali, positive Ali. Y'all sleep on Mustafa Ali, but Mustafa Ali is so good in the ring. And to be honest with you, um, and we gonna get into this, but I think uh, Mustafa Ali is one of the one of the top sale guys in the company. I think Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, uh, and Dolph Ziggler are the top guys that sell moves currently right now on this roster. Um, and they they sell it so good. So I think I want to see more from Mustafa Ali, but I, I really want them to keep the tag team division strong and up and running. Even if Sammy and KO win the belts, I want to see new teams step up. I want to see new uh, dynamics after WrestleMania because the tag team division needs to be protected at all cost. Oh man, uh, fellas, before we end the show, man, we had a uh, a gift from Mister Everything. Uh, as he goes out and about, 
in the wrestling world, speaks to wrestlers and fighters all alike. We have an interview with Mr. Everything. Beautiful people, it is time for Mr. Everything. Interviews, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the best damn wrestling podcast is Mr. Everything with the best, Spring, the best damn wrestling podcast with Spring of Honor superstar, Red Titus. Red, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this interview for hey, me real quick. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, not a problem. So, who influenced you into getting into professional wrestling and then give me a dream match? Oh, man. It's a hard question, you know, because I've been watching wrestling for a really long time. I've been wanting to wrestle for a really long time. Um, so there was definitely different uh, generations of when I would be watching wrestling and when I wanted to be a wrestler. And sometimes when you think, you know, it's not really going to happen, you know. Um, but, uh, man, I started going to wrestling shows, young kid. Uh, first time ever going to the ECW arena, I was six years old, so it was like, uh, a show in 1994, ECW in 94, forever, you know? And, oh, wow. and so I always wanted to get into wrestling, but after, you know, ECW went out of business, um, okay. wrestling wasn't that cool. And, you know, <laughs> it was just kind of like, ah, you know, whatever. Okay. And then uh, my brother was always like, hey, you know, there's this new company coming out. It's called Ring of Honor. You know, we should go check it out. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, you know, wrestling. You know, I've seen all these indie shows. Uh, it's the same old, same old. It's like, well, you know, Steve Carino and Eddie Guerrero are going to be there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. We're yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then I went and I saw what Ring of Honor was. And I was like, wow, this is... This isn't like some silly show. This isn't sports entertainment. This is wrestling as a sport. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd always wanted to be a professional wrestler. But had I not gone to that first Ring of Honor show, I don't know if I ever would have actually followed through. Because okay. I was like, man, like, these guys, like, I'm competing with them. Like, you know, like, <laughs> all right, I, I, I can do this. And, and man, just like the intensity and, the athleticism and I was just turned on to it all and I was like this is where I gotta be so um, you know to try to narrow it down to one person is, is very hard mm-hmm. but I would just say that Ring of Honor influenced me to get into wrestling and then you became a Ring of Honor star yeah. <laughs> you know a lot, a lot of people have like dreams and aspirations of like WrestleMania and, mm-hmm. you know all these other things but you know I just always wanted to wrestle for Ring of Honor, right. you know, so, right. and, uh, shit, I think. No, that's fine, you're fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> I think we're, like, uh, 17 years into, you know, wrestling for Ring of Honor, so, um, yeah, it's, awesome. uh, it's a, a blessing, but, you know. Absolutely, and so give us a quick dream match. Dream match, well, uh, somebody we might have seen tonight at the show. We were at a show tonight, and there was one character. Kerry Morton here, and he was teaming with Ricky, Ricky Morton. And if I can get my hands on that Ricky Morton, a little one-on-one action, that is my current dream match. All right, all right. Well, we got this Ring of Honor superstar, Red Titus, Mr. Everything. Back to you guys with the best damn wrestling podcast. Oh, man. 
Thank you, Mr. Everything. Uh, can you talk for a second about your interview, my friend? Absolutely. So I've known Rhett for a very long time. You guys know, but some of you that may not know, I used to do Ring Crew with Ring of Honor. It's kind of like, it's like a paying your dues, trying to get your foot in the door type of deal. And he was one of those guys that would come up to you and chop it up with you and hold conversations, like try to get to know you, see what you were about. He was always been a great dude. Him and Kenny King, um, you know, a lot of these guys, Caprice Coleman, a lot of those guys, Jay Lee, um, would always, you know, hold conversations with you. He's always been a great guy. Every time you see him in the locker room, he's always smiling. He's always willing to come up and, and say, hey, man, how you been? What's been going on? How's the family? So uh, anything I can do for Red Spiders and anything you can do for me in the same boat has always been a mutual thing. He's, a, he's an amazing talent. Um, I'm glad to see him back on Ring of Honor TV now. And it's been a moment where I was like, oh, what are they doing with you, bro? Like, you're in here with the extra talent. You're supposed to be out there with the superstars. Um, and I'm glad to see that he's back out there doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, Red, we appreciate you coming through for the best damn wrestling podcast and hope to see you soon and hopefully hope to see him in the ring one day so anything's possible everything is possible so we'll see what happens everything is possible we and mr everything huh you like that huh you like that boy yeah take that. <laughs> i like that yeah you can use that as a promo everything is possible with mr everything yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for that interview, man. Uh, if you guys want to check out more interviews from the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, just go on our pages and you can see uh, some of the other interviews that we have. Uh, we just interviewed the great uh, Ricky Morton. Uh, and so whenever you guys get a chance, go and check that out. We got more stuff coming for you. Mr. Everything does everything, man. He is the plug, Jack. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to check out more wrestlers, we, uh, if you want to check out more fighters, uh, if you want to see what else we got going on, you go and check out our page and I'm going to show you the rundown of all our social media so you can go and support the show. Fellas, it's been a great show. Uh, real quick, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Chef, what's that? Uh, right now, all I'm doing is getting ready to open back up my little kitchen. Showtime kitchen, you know, cooking. <coughs> and working and take care of my boys. That's it. That's all. But you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Snapchat at Dante Carter or Chef Showtime. Oh, man. Uh, go check out Chef, man. If you got some uh, recipes that you need. If you got a date night coming up, you want to impress your lady. Uh, if you got in-laws coming in and they think that you can't cook, well, just go over to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast page and Chef got you. He got all the tasty recipes for your pleasure. So uh, check out Chef and what he got going on on all of his pages. If you want a hot plate, hit up Chef. He got you. Uh, and so, Chef Showtime, thank you, my friend. Uh, for uh, first of all, Monday was a blast, uh, and then thank you uh, for doing your thing each and every week on the best day on wrestling podcast. Absolutely, 
Uh, Mr. Everything, what you got going on and where can the people find you? Oh, man. So this Friday, I will be in Princeton, West Virginia for PWL. I'll be taking on Sean Cruz. Next Saturday, I will be in Nashville, North Carolina for Max Pro Wrestling under the banner of MATW. It will be me and Dustin Starr. Uh, and then April 17th, April 17th, April 17th, that's all I'm going to say, but if you look on the calendar, you'll see what April 17th is, that's all I'm going to say for right now, but just be sure to look on your calendar and mark down April 17th, because you just might have a big miss of everything surprise. We don't know yet. We'll see what happens. Um, but um, you guys can follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok, official underscore Mr. Everything. Or follow me right here on Facebook, Roosevelt Conyers, or Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews on my fan page. Go to the fan page. I've got too many people on the regular page. Go to the fan page. you see a whole lot more. whole lot more. Uh, and I just got my LLC, guys. I'm excited. I just got my LLC. So I am now the businessman, Mr. Everything. Just stacking them up, brother. Stacking them up. Mr. Everything starting to do everything. Starting to own everything. So I'm out here, bro. I'm out here. I'm, out, I'm outside. That's all I got to say. I'm outside. Well, clap, claps and tap, taps all around, sir. Clap, claps and tap, taps. Uh, congratulations on your LLC, sir. Uh, that's good. If I ever need a pilot moved, I know who to call. <laughs> my man, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. LPZ, let the people know what you got going on and where can they find you? Oh, man, it's everything, man. <clears throat> Just doing a photo shoot, fashion show coming up, everything you can find on my Instagram. Um, shout out to Mr. Everything, what you got going on. Congratulations. Uh, Shout out to Chef. Chef, next time you meet a celebrity, make sure you give him a business card. Tell him you, you could be you could you could be Kevin Owens' personal chef. Huh. You should have you should have slid him your business card and been like, uh, uh, if you get back in town, I am a personal chef. I will give you all the raw meat you want. So yeah, now, yeah, and and the next time y'all go to raw, I want to see some best damn uh, posters in the background or something. Did y'all have? Did y'all make any posters? You know, I started too, but we was on the other side, uh, so we was hard camera side, so they wouldn't show it us anyway. Uh, <laughs> but the next time, I know my, I got my places I want to sit. I want to sit right behind Corey Gray so I can talk shit to him, or I want to sit uh, on the other side where the, where they usually uh, show the fans uh, on the opposite side of hard camera. So, uh, but we were we were close by the entrance way. We were close. We had good seats. But we were close by the entrance way on the other side. Uh, but I got you next time. There's going to be some best damn everything is up. Yeah, I, I haven't been to a live wrestling show in years, man. It's been it's been years. Good Lord, it's been a long time. Well, you yeah. know, they come to Carolina all the time, man. So you might want to make some uh, arrangements. Yeah, yeah. They had, uh, they, they had an NXT house show not too long ago. Um, I saw some people talking about it. I just got to get back in the loop. Yeah, man, maybe one day we all, we all four can go to one. I don't know what it's going to be. I ain't never been to WrestleMania. I mean, I've always wanted to go, but I know it's expensive as hell, but I still want to go to WrestleMania one. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, it's in, it's in the works. Uh, we go. Matter of fact, if the if God willing, maybe we can all go next year. I would love to go to a WrestleMania. I felt like Monday Night Raw here in Phoenix was the closest thing other than me going to L.A. So that's why I went to this show. <laughs> but man, yeah, y'all got a Raw before WrestleMania, so that was that's that's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Y'all saw y'all saw y'all saw Solo Sokoa lose. I mean, lose. that was. Like lose his match. What else? What's another big moment that happened Monday? They're probably like they're probably the biggest that y'all like, you really can go back later on and say I saw Solo Sokoa losing first match. To me, that was a big moment. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a big moment because yeah, he did lose his uh, his undefeated streak to Cody Ro- to Cody Rhodes too. That, you know that I know they got the sting a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I, I was able to see that. You didn't get to see the Tribal Chief though, but you know y'all still saw everybody. I've seen Roman a couple of times before, so you know, I, I like his intros. We got to see the Usos. We knew the Usos was coming out, uh, but I've seen Roman a couple of times before, so you know. Yeah. Real, real quick, <laughs> real quick. Who did, who did y'all boo? Keep it real. Who did y'all boo? Did y'all boo anybody? I boo soggy ass Dominic. You know I booed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Boo Dominic. <laughs> man, I booed uh, man. We were booing. If, if I played the video, you will hear me booing above the whole entire crowd. I booed his sorry slug ass all the way from the top of the stage to the bottom of the ring. Um, he got it from me, Jack. Other than that, I don't think I really booed nobody else. Um, nobody yeah, else. I just booed Dominic soggy ass. That was about it. Um, Dominic. And, uh, oh, and I booed Gunther. I don't like Gunther. I booed Gunther. Uh, yes. Come on, man. You said the whole Now, Chef. I ain't hear you booing Gunther because you were too busy saying, ooh, ah, ooh. Every time he had you know, a chop. I was, I was too busy saying Dolph Ziggler's dead because he was chopping the shit out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he was chopping wood, Jack. Man, hey, listen. I thought he knocked Dolph Ziggler tooth out, but, it, you know, Dolph always got gum. That's why I said he one of the best bumping guys in the business. Mm-hmm. Dolph always they got, got gum. That first shot with Gunther, only thing you seen was a piece of white gum just <laughs> it just flew. I was like, oh man, hey, that Gunther chop got to be a baptism in pain, Jack. Um, I would like to see I would like to see him have one more run though, man. They gotta they have made him an official jobber. Like I wanna see him, the Miz, uh maybe Drew, uh maybe even Seamus, some of the guys that was popping around the same hair and have like a you remember the Main Street Mafia? The not Main Street, the uh, the main event mafia that yeah. they had in TV. I would love to see them like some of those guys just just get one more run, man. Cause that's why just like we talk about like Seamus probably winning the belt, blah blah blah. But like Dolph, Dolph just gets beat. He ain't won a match against nobody. Like every time somebody new call him out, you like, you know Dolph gonna lose. So like let let him get one more one more one Not more shot. New coming out, the Dolph has been the bump guy or the uh, rebound guy for a long time. I remember when he was the rebound guy against Goldberg when Goldberg uh, had that horrible showing with the Undertaker, and they had to get Goldberg back into it to show how strong he was. And of course, uh, Dolph Ziggler was his first victim. He he cut Dolph in half. And then after that, he had a little feud with Bobby. And then, you know, Bobby let Goldberg go over. Why? I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, man, I would love to see Dolph back at it again, brother. For sure, for sure. Quick question. Quick question. Where is Robert Rude? That is a good question. I thought um, he was at I haven't I seen thought- Robert Rude in a while, man. I think he's still injured, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I'm getting pissed because, like we I talked about earlier, man, I haven't seen AJ Styles in a while. And I don't know what the hell's going on with AJ. Like, don't play with my man like that. Like, he's the one that's the best on the roster. Give AJ a belt of some sort. And he's going to put him in the They said if he hurt enough, he just gone. He just gone. He just, <laughs> he just took. <laughs> AJ quit on his day off. Uh, I don't know, man. I hope to see AJ back, man. I hope to see a lot of people back that we haven't seen. Uh, like I said, we just saw the Good Brothers on TV uh, on Monday. So hopefully they get to, to wrestle some matches real quick, man. Uh, any, any, anybody got any? Everybody get one prediction of somebody that's going to be a surprise showing at Mania. So this is the last show before Mania. I got one for you. Who that? I think that Randy Orton is going to come back at Mania. And I think that Randy Orton is going to interfere in the Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes match. And I think that Rody, uh, Cody Rhodes versus uh, Randy Orton will be the match for WrestleMania. Uh, what is the backlash? Or it's going to be the match yeah. for SummerSlam. If Randy Orton comes back. I've seen reports of him coming back, and I'm thinking like, where would they fit Randy Orton? How would they even do that? And what would make sense? And it would make sense for me if he interfered in the Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes match and then had a beef with Cody. I think they could have a really great feud together, and I think that that he would take Cody to the next level. (laughs) I would love to see Randy Orton and Gunther. Listen, the man just had back surgery. He just repaired his whole back. You want him <laughs> <laughs> to lose the vertebrae fighting you want, big ass? You want him to fight hey. there? You want him to fight Cody? Him and Cody have right. a damn hell of a match. I don't want to see Randy. I don't want to. I want to see Randy come back, but I don't want to see Randy come back. And I need him to have an easy match when he first come back. He don't need no damn him versus Cody match. That's like, oh, that's gonna be a classic. Classic. Unless he coming back, to, unless he coming back to finally retire or something. Like, nah, I don't want to. Lord knows, I would love to see Randy. I mean, that sound great though. What you said, but it depends on what kind of status is Randy. I ain't even been looking on Randy Twitter or nothing lately, neither. So I don't even know. I think you know it sounds nobody wants to see it, but I think Goldberg. Or Stone Cold is going to show up in some form or fashion. Not to say they're going to continue anything, but I think both of them will show up for one of them is going to show up for something. I just don't know what it is. The Rock. The Rock. I don't think The Rock will show up. And if The Rock does show up, he'll do something like Welcome to WrestleMania type shit. He ain't going to like wrestle nobody or get into no feuds or anything like that. Um, I, now I will I will say this. I don't know how much you guys been keeping up with it, but ever since Black Adam bombed, The Rock has is no longer as popular as he was because more information has came out about how The Rock blocked a lot of stuff with a lot of these films. Um, the The Rock Rock was the one who blocked um 
the crossover at in the uh, Shazam, the guy for the guy that plays Shazam, Zachary Levi, he been dropping bombs left and right, man. So everybody been saying Vin Diesel been like, I told y'all the Rock is a franchise killer. It came out the fact that the Rock has taken over franchises and then messed them up. You know when Brandon Fraser he had a center of the Earth movie, the Rock took it over. It bombed. Your boy Channing Tatum had a GI Joe movie, the Rock took it over. It bombed. So like then the whole thing with Fast and Furious. So right now the Rock is not as popular as he was. That last movie he had bomb with the little ferry boat mess. This that Black Adam bomb. So the Rock is gonna come back soon, whether it's WrestleMania or SummerSlam, because he needs. That's the one place the Rock can go and still get be popular, right? Right. He needs, the Rock. The Rock is getting attacked left and right from different people. So I don't know about Mania. It might. It's gonna be Mania or SummerSlam. But the Rock is going to show up. I, I agree with Chef. I don't like to agree with Chef, but I do agree with Chef. <laughs> it's a chance. It is a chance that he's going to show up very soon because he needs. He needs his fans. Oh man, I can I can kind of see that. And to be honest with you, the Rock got a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, if not even uh, with the movies and stuff that he has going on, he got the XFL that's popping right now. Uh, and that's been getting some pretty good reviews. I will see uh, at the end of the season how everything kind of holds up and how are they competing uh, with the was the USFL and the uh, the um, NFL. Uh, so we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how they how to hold up, how those numbers go. And then that'll Kind of determine if we'll see the Rocket SummerSlam. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, unless he got something else going on. But you brought up a good point, LP, that I didn't think about. Uh, once the Rock dig his hands on a couple of franchises, you're right. They didn't do well after that. Uh, yeah. Damn, I hate to say it, but you are completely. You know, now that I think about it, you kind of right. Uh, man, he a franchise killer, and I didn't. I didn't think about it neither until people started bringing it up. Then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a damn minute. Hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, I never thought that The Rock would be a franchise killer. You know, the same could be said about John Cena in some, some instances. Uh, but, man, that is, I'm going to have to take a hard look at that LP and really see how the franchise and how the movies did after The Rock kind of take it over. Uh Man, that's a hard pill to swallow, Jack. And you know, that's to me, that's the greatest of all time. So I don't I don't talk down on the great one too often. But you know what I'm saying? We'll see. I'm a huge I'm a huge rock fan, but he's been doing stuff in Hollywood, man, that's that, that just uh it's coming out. Yeah, man. LP, uh, you got your fashion show coming up. Uh tell the people about it real quick. Uh, where they can go to get tickets, where they can go and check it out. You got the Renaissance up and cracking. Go ahead, sir. Yes, uh, April 23rd. Uh, doors open at 12 o'clock. It's at the Durham Armory in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, it's the Renaissance fashion show. We got live music, live bands, crazy fashion. We got some of everything. If you just like fashion or you just like to support events in general, uh, definitely come out. Kids show starts at two o'clock, and the main show starts at three p.m. All right. So if you haven't got your tickets already, go and check out the Renaissance Fashion Show. 
from your boy, L.E. Dada. Thank you, PZ. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. I got some stuff cracking. Um, you can check out the uh, food reviews that I do. You can check out my new podcast that's about to come out called Ain't That Autism, where we explore the unknowns of autism and uh, work with real uh, industry professionals to give tips and tricks and information on how to uh, get resources for your loved ones. So whenever you get a chance, just go on my page and check that out. And you can see what I got going on. And uh, of course, every Wednesday, you can check us, all of your boys out on the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast each and every week. Uh, fellas, you know we do this thing, man. Uh, let's get a word of the day for the beautiful peoples. Uh, Mr. Everything, sir, what is your word of the day? All right. So the Mr. Everything word of the day is going to be don't complain about it. If you're not going to be able to, if you're not going to do the work to change it. Ain't nobody want to listen to you complain if you're not going to do the work to change it. So don't complain about it if you're not going to do the work to change it. I know that's right. Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful word from Mr. Everything. Uh, Chef Showtime, do you have a word of the day or word of advice for the beautiful people? Yes, I do. This is for LP. All right. When nothing's going right, go left. <laughs> when nothing's going right, go left. All right. LP, do you have a word of advice for the beautiful people? Oh man, yeah. Just, just always stay positive, no matter what it is. Stay your course. Don't nobody, don't let nobody take you away. If you got one of the craziest ideas or one of the baddest ideas, like if you're a Braun Strowman fan and you stay, you stay to supporting him and everybody else is made stay the course. Stay the, stay the course and get on the back of that train when he runs around the ring. And you get to your destination sooner or later. Just, just keep going, man. Just, just, just keep going. <laughs> oh man, beautiful word from your boy LPZ. I'ma just keep it simple. You know, I usually get all deep and philosophical and therapist like, but I'm just gonna tell everybody. You know, this, this, this is what my lady asked me this morning she said what did you and what did you like about waking up today and my answer to her was waking up it was simple to me uh the fact that i woke up this morning and i'm able to talk to you guys and i'm able to give inspiration to people that look for it that i'm able to give advice if people come to me uh that i'm able to let uh, the man upstairs speak to me and speak through me during certain situations. I'm appreciative of just waking up and being alive and being able to be here in the moment. 
present uh, to be able to enjoy the many blessings that God has given us. So for me, is appreciate everything all the way down to the very life that you live and the breath that is coming out of your lungs because it is millions of people in the cemetery who would love to take your place. Beautiful people! Best damn nation! Thank you for watching us. Um, you can check out all of our platforms and support the show on our social media. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can join our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can join our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. Go there. We got a lot of people on there. Uh, you can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. And you can visit our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you have a TikTok and you want to join us on TikTok, join our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, only thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. For as low as $5, uh, you can get cups, you can get hoodies, you can get shirts, all kind of goodies for your wrestling pleasure. I got some new shirts uh, and paraphernalia in the works for the beautiful people. Some, some new hotness for you to wear. Uh, even if you ain't a wrestling fan, you're going to love these shirts, Jack. So uh, go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast uh, to support the show. Or you can go to our social media pages and support the show. Or you can go to the best damn wrestling podcast dot live uh, and donate there to your boys. We appreciate you guys being here. We appreciate you guys showing up. Beautiful people, we will see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast. Fellas, it is always an honor and pleasure. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu.